It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Luka Doncic is playing like an MVP, but can the Mavs win enough games for him to have a real shot to win it? The SEC has a top 14, but are the Vols really a threat to the best in the country? Plus the latest on Justin Fields and the Bears. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Dallas Mavericks won last night over the Toronto Raptors, 136-125. Luka Doncic did his thing, triple-double, 30 points, yawn. We know what he does every single night. They're 8-2 in their last 10, and um, they're in the play-in. They cannot make up any ground in the Western Conference. Nick Angstead from Locked on Mavs joins me now. And Nick, uh, last time we had you on, about a week ago, we talked about, hey, this is a dangerous team. They might have the best player in any series that they're in, except maybe the Nuggets series. And we're sitting here going, Okay, all that might be true, and yet if they have to go on the road against the number one seed, and then you know whatever whatever the next top seed is, like this is going to be really tough for Dallas if this is where they're going to come into the playoffs at seven or eight. First of all, Jan he had a thirty point triple double <laughs> on his birthday, the only player ever to do that. So I just like to point that out. I know that every time I come on here, it's like Luka Doncic did something that nobody else has ever done. But yeah. I just I just needed to point that out. The only person ever thirty point triple double on the, sarcasm to be fair. on their own birthday. The thing with the Mavericks and the thing with everything we talked about the last time I was here, they've gone eight and two since then. They just still have been in the same spot. They literally yeah. were seventh in the West, and then they go on a seven-game win streak. They lose one game and fell back down to eighth. It <laughs> is just insane right now in the West to look across how good these teams have been. Yeah, and if you look in the East, like they'd be firmly in the playoffs if they were in the Eastern Conference. But this is this is just how this all works. I think this is related though to the Luka Doncic MVP discussion as well. Because as you mentioned, Luka was brilliant beyond brilliant. And, and that is just, I made the joke of yawn because this is just what he, he scores 30 <laughs> and has 15 assists like every night, it seems. And, and yet we've had these discussions before about guys really being in the MVP race. You can't do it from the AC. No, they, it's been done before. Jokic was like a sixth, seventh seed. Westbrook was like a seventh seed when he won. And so... Uh, it has been done before, yeah. but yeah, the Mavs would be the fifth seed in the East right now, just by record wise. And they'd probably be better than that because they'd be playing worse teams because that, right. that's like just record wise, all that. But the Mavs also have one of the easiest like strength of schedules, just record wise, the rest of the way we look at a team like the Suns, they have the hardest one in the NBA coming up. And so it was Lucas MVP case was always going to be, and I said this on lockdown Mavs. it's always going to be the team had to get a little bit better. You have to raise up from eighth where they are right now to you had to get to at least fifth or maybe even fourth and see if you can crack that group it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to crack that top four group because they've just been as good as they have been 
all season and none of them are really bowing out at this point or coasting or doing anything like that. These teams have just been so good and the Mavs are, they're coming together. The team looks better. They had that insane Cavs game that they should have won and the Max Drew shot and all that. Oh my but gosh, yeah. That was nuts. But at least the team itself, like, all right, I'm just going to do eye test over, you know, the numbers and the wins on where they are in the standings. They're, they're a lot better than they were. Yeah, and and where do you think when you know, Luca is leading the league in scoring by over three points? Like he's got a three plus point lead over Shea Gilgis Alexander in 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 the scoring conversation, and is third in in assists. He's second in three pointers made, and yet you look around like, well, Shea's second. He's an MVP candidate. Giannis is third. He's an MVP candidate, and so it just gets really hard here. Where do you think for Luca to really be not just like he's a name that has to be mentioned? Where do you think they have to get to for him to be a legit, like, can get first place votes and a bunch of them candidate? I think he has to get to at least fifth, or the team has to get to at least fifth in the West for him to do that, which is just really hard. Like, we've, a lot. like we've been talking about, it's, it's asking a lot, but it's only, they're only a half game out of fifth as well. <laughs> so a week from now, if I come back again and we do this, they could be in fifth if they, you know, win four games in a week and the Suns and Pelicans lose three games or two games. The problem is, Neither of those teams are doing that and losing enough games. So I think he has to get there. You also didn't mention Jokic, who I think is his one of his, his biggest competitions for this because yeah. he's already won the title. And so you don't have the, well, we can't give a guy, like, guys, are we really going to give a guy three MVPs without a title? Okay, they don't have to worry about that anymore. So maybe that narrative is, is out of the way. Uh, Giannis has the weird, like, Doc Rivers drama stuff that seems to be like a weird narrative to keep him mm-hmm. out of it. SGA SGA has a, has a really good case too. I just don't think that he's the same offensive engine. I don't think he's carrying the same load that Luca is, even though he's scoring a ton of points and all that Luca is doing the hardest thing that this has been my whole case for Luca for MVP. He's doing the hardest thing. He gets doubled the most. He has been, he's dealt with more injuries to his team than anybody else. Kyrie Irving has missed a ton of games this season. He's missed, you know, lively has missed games. They, had, they did the trade in the middle. That didn't happen in the, like at the beginning of the season. He hasn't had this group the whole time. He's dealt with the injuries. He's dealt with more double teams than anybody else before. He takes the hardest shots in the NBA, and yet he still is leading the NBA in scoring at, since Joel Embiid is going to be out with the missed games and all that. And, like, he's just an offensive engine unto himself. He's a singular talent. Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Mavericks by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Mavericks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the best in the SEC on display on Wednesday. Before we get to that, the Clippers and the Lakers made another entry in their rivalry. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, same-game parlays, exclusive promos, and more. You can also put together a live same-game parlay and juice those payouts. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. The Heat are a mile high to take on the defending champs in a finals rematch. FanDuel once again favoring Miami's opponent, the Nuggets, five-and-a-half-point favorites in Denver. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and official sportsbook partner. Locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It's Escape from L.A., Lakers and Clippers style. But this one will not slip from the memory anytime soon. It's going to take a few years, uh, probably for the Clippers as well. I mean, that is just a kick right between the legs in the family jewels, as they so famously said in 16 Candles. But uh, Lakers come from behind, behind LeBron James, who just went off in the fourth quarter to beat the Clippers 116-112. Clippers blowing a 21-point lead. Lately, they've been playing like crap for three and a half quarters and then playing good for a quarter and occasionally pulling one out. Tonight, it was the exact opposite of that. Great for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then LeBron goes off. Five threes in the third. He finishes with 34. And then Kawhi had the ball in the final seconds. Nine seconds in the game. Kawhi gets the ball in the low post by the block. A little bit closer than that shot he hit in Toronto that bounced up and down on the rim like 14 times. And he leaves it short right in the neck of the rim. Awful. I mean, Kawhi Leonard makes that shot nine times out of ten. Oh, I mean, that would have tied the game. They got an easy dunk afterwards to make it 116-112. The two-time defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs were the second lowest graded team in the NFLPA's report card. The second annual survey ranks teams according to various categories based on the results of player surveys. This one has the champs ahead of only the Washington Commanders. More than 1,700 players participated in the survey between August and November. Players were asked to grade their teams on a wide variety of subjects, ranging from team facilities to coaching staffs to owners. The Dolphins and the Vikings topped the list this year. The only thing those two teams have won in a very, very long time. And Yoshinobu Yamamoto made his debut as a Dodger. What a debut it was. And he looked great. He pitched two innings. He struck out Marcus Semien, the first batter he faced. Struck him out on a 96-mile-an-hour fastball up in the zone. And then he struck out uh, Nathaniel Lowe and somebody else. Uh, two left-handed hitters on splitters. Uh, Lowe's splitter uh, bounced, I think, in front of the plate. Just ridiculous movement. Uh, the, the second, the third strikeout, the second one on the splitter, he at least, uh, the ball didn't bounce till almost before it got to the catcher's glove, uh, but both filthy pitches. He also threw the slider and the curve ball, so he threw four different pitches in his outing. Looked really good. 19 pitches in two innings, 16 for strikes. That doesn't mean 16 in the strike zone. He got some chasing, um, but 16 strikes, only three balls, and he just... Like, you know, we, we talk a lot. Don't get too excited about about results in spring training. Um, but as I was telling one of our 
our Locked On Dodgers insiders, uh, texted back and forth today. I think it was Mike Markham. Um, you don't want to get too high or too low about results, but stuff is something you can get excited about. Here is another story you need to know. The SEC, not just a collection of football schools. They have six teams in the top 25, but do they have anyone who can compete with the top three teams in men's college basketball? Well, number four, Tennessee took care of number 11, Auburn, 92 to 84 last night. They're making their case. Isaac Shade from Locked On College Basketball joins me now. Isaac, how big is the gap to you between Houston, UConn, and Purdue, the team's that seem like they are in control of college basketball right now. How much is that gap between them and Tennessee? Oh, it, it's sizable. I, I was actually saying earlier on uh, Wednesday, all three of those teams could take two more losses between now and Selection Sunday and not even sweat dropping to a two seed. That's the gap. <laughs> um, and and But here's what's fun about that, Peter, is we're at a point right now where we're able to have, because UConn and Purdue recently both lost, we're able to have conversations that are very legitimate about any of those three being number one overall, but then also to have conversations about, all right, so who is that fourth one seed? And so right. it makes for some neat uh, debate at the top of the bracket. And so as you look at it, is it is it Tennessee? Is it Marquette? Is it Iowa State? Is it North Carolina? Is it Kansas? Duke? Like who who do you think right now has the inside track projecting forward understanding that you know we're running out of time for these teams to yeah. make their case yeah uh for me the there are three teams right now that have the inside track and you name two of them and that is tennessee and that is north carolina and the third is arizona tennessee here's the thing they are um as as we talk alabama is still playing it looks like they're going to win um and so we'll have a tie still uh top the sec but I believe that that Tennessee is the best team in the SEC. They might not win the regular season because their closing schedule is a straight gauntlet. Yeah. Um, but whereas I was completely out on the Vols last year because of their offense, insert Dalton Connect from the other UNC, Northern Colorado, mm -hmm. and they were a completely different offense this year. I believe in Rick Barnes' team. I predicted them as a Final Four team preseason, and nothing I've seen has dissuaded me from that. North Carolina is in control of the ACC right now, at least in control of their own destiny, a game ahead of Duke. If they can beat NC State this weekend, Notre Dame next week, and then win at Duke, which is obviously a tall task next Saturday, almost regardless of what happens in the ACC tournament, they're in a good spot. And then with Arizona, they just got to avoid any more silly Pac-12 losses, and they could very much be in that conversation as well. How much do you think a game like we saw UConn and Marquette play a week, 10 days ago, and and look like they were not even in the same ballpark. Like, it, it seems like a, a loss like that is going to keep someone like Marquette from being in that mix. Let me push back on that a little bit, Peter, if I can. I think one of the things that Please. happens in the course of a season is we will tend to take those individual data points and put a little too much weight on them rather than the totality of a season. So I could just as easily go back to what Marquette did in Maui to Purdue and say, I, I don't know if Purdue can hit, you know what I'm saying? And so I would rather look at Marquette's entire body of work and say, look, I, I really believe in, in Shaka Smart's team and what they're doing, uh, despite the fact that some troll Twitter account tried to say that Tyler Kolek had flunked out of his classes and wasn't going to play on Wednesday night. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there a team that we haven't mentioned? 
that you can not necessarily to be a one seed, but right now you go, this team, like look out final four kind of team that could come from outside of that one seed. You mentioned them earlier. I haven't named them yet. So let me give you the team that is most confounding with the widest set of possible options right now. And that is the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Because my dude, they are to me, the most talented roster in all of division one college basketball. Yeah. I could just as easily see them cutting down the nets on the, you know, at the national championship on that Monday night in April, as I could seeing them go out in round one on the first Thursday (laughs) or Friday of the tournament, because the talent is so vast that they can just overwhelm you. But here's the problem for Kentucky, Peter. Their defense is woefully bad, woefully bad. They are, as of we record, I believe they're 88th in defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. I think we've talked about this before, but no team outside of the top 20 at Ken Palm has ever won a national championship. And so Kentucky's offense, electric. I would like bet my 401k on that offense because it's going to do work. But the defense, my dude, there's no way they can win six straight games with that defense unless they get something figured out between now and what happens right after Selection Sunday. Stay up to date all year on the Southeastern Conference by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On SEC on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, what's the latest with Justin Fields and the Bears? We go to the Combine for more. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It feels inevitable now that the conclusion of the Bears-Justin Fields saga will end in a trade. So, when will that happen? Locked on Bears host Lauren Cox joins Locked on NFL hosts Ross Jackson and David Harrison to discuss. Like we were in the same situation last season at the combine where the Bears had Justin Fields and the number one overall pick right. and some really good quarterbacks at the top of the draft. And last year was like, well, you know, we really like Justin and we got to be blown away by one of these quarterbacks to move on. And this year, same situation, but all of a sudden it's, well, we got to do right by Justin and we got to make sure that, you know, we're going to do, we're going to put him in a good position too. Like the tone is completely different, yeah. even though they're in essentially the exact same situation. So it's very much a, best offer for Justin Fields hope to get that done sooner rather than later to kind of help him move on in his career and then they're still going to listen to offers for the number one overall pick like because it becomes Caleb Williams or do you trade down say with Washington at two get to get a bunch of extra first round picks and still get Drake May so is it is it Caleb Williams better than Drake May plus draft picks you know it depends on how you kind of evaluate those two quarterbacks what's interesting about this is Ryan Pohl said they want to get this done before the draft before the new league year preferably. And what this signals is the idea of quarterbacks going somewhere else because Justin Fields has to go somewhere else, right? Has to be based on evaluations. Where do teams think Kirk Cousins is going? Probably staying in Minnesota right now. We talked to Luke Braun about that the other day, our Locked On Vikings host. Does anyone else move the needle? Probably not. So what do you think of these top three quarterbacks? 
And if you don't like Michigan's J.J. McCarthy or Washington's Michael Penix or Oregon's Bo Nix, does it make more sense for a team like the Falcons, for example, to say, well, we don't want to pay Kirk Cousins top market money, 40 plus million dollars fully guaranteed over the next two seasons coming off a torn Achilles. And what we'd rather do is trade a third and a fifth for Justin Fields and then see what happens. Even if J.J. McCarthy falls in their lap at eight, they might change their mind by the time the draft rolls around and take him. And it's not that big a deal, not that much invested. This is for teams that don't think they could get into the quarterback sweepstakes as well. Teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're not going to have the chance to draft J.J. McCarthy. They could. Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, those guys could be in play for the Steelers. But if they believe they want to win right now, those guys aren't ready to do it, according to them. Justin Fields for a third and a fifth. If that's the asking price, then that makes sense for them. I'm Anyone that knows me, follows me on the socials, knows I'm far from a Justin Fields fan. But if you don't like anyone after these top three quarterbacks, and these top three quarterbacks look almost assuredly like they're going to go one, two, three. If you don't like that next group, but you feel like you want to compete right now, you want to win right now, and then figure out where you can go from there, Justin Fields is a pretty good option, especially because it's probably not going to cost that much. And finally, the New York Jets don't love McCole Hardman right now. During a recent podcast appearance, Hardman admitted he was so disgruntled with the New York Jets last season that he begged the Kansas City Chiefs to come get him. General Manager Joe Douglas said, I'll just say those comments definitely resonated with us. As to whether the resonation will lead to more Jets wins, I guess we'll see. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, who will show out the most this weekend in Indy? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports Today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.